How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. I have to correct you on social media now. I have to actually You've take to Twitter it. and defend the honor of the Browns. You've got to do it because someone's got to do it. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies and Broadview Heights. Go ahead, Tone. So it is obviously draft night, but some NFL news coming in towards the end of the show. Breaking news that the Browns will have eight open free practices in Berea to the public for fans to be able to enjoy seeing some of their favorite Browns players and zip line and adopt dogs and sweat it out under the heat and humidity of Berea in the fall. And watch maybe some fringe players flip off the fans. That's never happened. Chad Brown. Wait, excuse me? The producer guy. Chad the Thomas. Music Chad guy? Thomas. Wait, Chad Thomas. Chad Prown played for the, uh, wait, 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 the Seattle wait. Seahawks. Yeah, why was he f- no, because you always get emails about yeah. his rep- from his representative That's sending for him to come on. That's why you thought of Chad Brown. Why <laughs> Why did he flip off the fans? This is a family-oriented thing. No, it was a big deal because uh, Freddie made him run laps. Yeah. And uh, someone's like, get the lead out. And he gave him the finger. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it's not a good sign if you can't take the... <laughs> The gentle ribbing See, most, coming from the fans. Most fans don't understand that the lead actually escapes the body through the middle finger. That's a good True. way to get rid of it. True. But uh, I, a lot of people actually thought it was like funny. Yeah. And I don't think anybody at the Browns is like, you can't flick off our fans. All right, knock so, that off. So when I was younger, I remember when I was home from college, and my buddy Dan Sapinero was like, hey, got some tickets. It was me. His his cousin Mike Sapp. Spicy Sapinero. Spicy Sapinero. They named a taco after him for a period of time. And then Barrio. they took it away. Then they took it away. Uh, we all went down to Berea. We, I'll just say, can I say, I wasn't working mm, at the station now. No, don't say it. I don't know what you're going to say. I was under the influence it. of something. Okay, well, so, we don't even have the dump set up, so don't even do it. So anyway, we had one of the best times ever. Oh, we, we couldn't don't. stop laughing. We sat in the car and we laughed. For 30 minutes. And we're like, do we want to go see this practice? I don't really want to go. How, we, how old were you? I was 21, 22. Went into there, and we whooped it up. I mean, we had the whole crowd chanting. I was running up and down. Spicy Sap and Arrow was? Oh, we all were. We were so excited to see our team. God, what team was that? I, it was 2000. 
had to be 2003 or 2004. So this was Butch Davis. I was in high school. They had just made the playoffs. So, yeah, it was an exciting time to be a, a Browns fan. Kelly Holcomb was the quarterback. That's right. Kelly Holcomb was going to start the season or it was going to be a competition with him and Tim Couch. And we were excited. It was a lot of fun. And now I'm older. Plus, I do this for a living. So how is training camp ever going to measure up to... Is that go, a question tomorrow? Go, do you go, actually like training camp? Yeah, just going to a game. I know it's the first chance you get. So that's a big part of it. And I understand that. People have made it a tradition over years. Double A, text it to the group. Yeah. But well, I've been... See it this, in two minutes. For me... Kind of ruining it is part of the part of the issue is, okay, I'm working. Well, what is work? Well, we have to hang around practice, wait on their time. Finally, they let us get the interview, or then they say they don't give you the guy they wanted to give you, and then you don't get the guy, and you got to wait around a long time. They interview the guy, and sometimes it's good, and then you get excited, and you're like, all right, that wasn't a waste of time. Sometimes it's bad just because not every player is always going to be happy to do a radio interview right after practice, after they've had to put their body out there. And I know they don't have two-a-days anymore, but they still can be strenuous and grueling, and you got to set the tone. Jim Schwartz is going to set the tone this year, right, Kenny? Like, this no, is not going to no, be a camp No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Me- I'm not doing this. ready for an F word. I'm not doing this. They're ready for I'm what? I'm not comparing Jim Schwartz to J- oh, Greg okay. G- G- well, Williams. Whatever. whatever, but you know what I mean. Like, this, this is not fun for a lot of players. They all can't be Miles Garrett. They all can't be Joe Thomas. I'm sure no. Joe Thomas has experienced a training camp eight years in. Very different from what... These guys who are rookies, second-year player, third-year players, it's going to suck. Very true. And so in turn, when they don't do very much in the way of, all right, 11 on 11, let's go. When you get excited, that one part of practice and everyone gets on their feet and they're like, oh, my God, this looks like football. Yeah. The rest of it does not look like football. It looks like high school practice, and it's boring. And that's where championships are made, by the way. That's where the good teams get their stuff down. That's where Stefanski has gotten them to look like a competent football team. That's when true. so many years, they did not look like a competent football team. But overall, I can do that for about 30 minutes. And I'm kind of like, all right, I saw it. That was fun. And then you watch kickers uh, kicking and try to get them out of what they don't call them suicides People don't really anymore. get excited until they go team. Yeah. And even when they go team now, it's like, because eh, they they're not banging. They're not, they're not hitting. Right. So the first day of pads, they usually do hit. Yes. Yes, they do. And then that's it. That's yeah, that's kind of an exciting thing. You get the chills, you do. You're like, oh my God, it's it's August, but we got football. Yeah. Like this this is cool. This is actual actual football. So that's fun for a little bit. I guess if you've made it a tradition every year, like, yeah, me and Bob, we we take a half day off work, we go to the same bar, get a couple drinks in, and we go out. And that's camp. what a lot of people do. And that's fun. That is fun. But man, if it's hot and humid and they are practicing at the complete opposite side of the facility. Like, See, oh, I, I don't think there's a lot of places that have gotten rid of the, or gotten rid of almost all except for like one or two practices. I know they're down from the amount of practices they had four years ago from 15. I, 15 is a lot compared to now with eight. Now, of course, they're spending a week in Philly. I don't think they're going to go away completely. I think that these are still opportunities to entertain clients. That's an open practice. I yes. mean, clients coming is still an open practice. So season ticket holders, clients, things like that. I mean, it's it's you're that you have them there. It's just an easy way to show off things in a in such a non-confrontational setting. So if you have sponsors there, like that's why I, I don't I don't like that all the other places are doing because I'm going. You're just making your job harder. But it's the NFL, and I would think that people are. 
spending money hand over fist to get with the NFL. So I say that, but at some point, you would think that we would be in a recession where people would not spend as much money with the NFL and the job would actually be harder. Because I, I look at it and go, you're in your own facility. It's a non-game. So it's not like there's anything like, hey, let's talk about this while the game's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, business. Now you and I know that the white-collar fans tend to be a little different than the, the 537 boys. 537 boys want to see the game. And don't be worried about, don't be bothering the guys up in, in section 537. But the white collar fan, maybe they're, they, they know that there's some networking going on because they're at that level, they're probably seasoned networkers. But this is just so easy because there's no, I mean, at camp, there's no cussing. There's nothing, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of cuss words, but no one's mad. At football games, people get mad. They're not mad at camp. Everybody's excited. Everybody's optimistic for the season. And you get fans there, and you open it up to the general public, and they're happy to see it. And then, I mean, you think about what they're doing. Like they they got all that property there. I do not think that the I do not think that the the open practices are going away. No. I think that this is a year where they're they're on the road no, for a week, and and that's yeah. it. Yeah, there's some logistical things this year because of the Hall of Fame game. Uh, but that's I, another I, thing. But I think in general, you know, fans heard when you know it was about five years ago. Fans heard rumors. And they did not like it. And I think the Haslam's listened to the fans. The, the, the fans heard the expansion down 71. Let's, let's get them practicing in Columbus. Let's grow the footprint of the fan base. Yeah. Let's, let's get the Browns to be more of a statewide team rather than have, it, have all these battleground counties battling for the Steelers, the Bengals, the Browns. And I think... Uh, that worried a lot of is fans. Is the podcast on? We are getting tweets that the yeah, podcast is not. I just got a text that we're not hearing it too, so we're trying to figure that out. You guys keep we're talking. Still recording. Either way, yeah. we're recording. Yeah, either it way, it's going to be on. on. I'm I, sorry. I still, I still, I remember that. I remember fans were outraged. They were like, "Do the Haslam's even care about Cleveland?" They do. They absolutely do. But they also, they're they're owners. They they it makes sense for them to want to grow the fan base. And would that undercut the Cleveland fan base? In the mm-hmm. end, no. Nobody's going to stop rooting for the Browns because they tried to grow the footprint down into Columbus. But they did listen to the fans. Kenny, did they not? Yeah. And the fans were outraged, and they said, okay, we're not going to do this, even if it would make us more money. You know that Mayor Obet's down there. That was a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't even going to be like North Columbus, so like fans could have a shorter drive. It was going to be the full boat all the way down into like Southern Columbus. And Columbus is like 50 miles each way anyway. Yeah, so So they did listen to the fans, but... I mean, it, it is a fact. They've gone from 15 open practices, then it was 13, 12, 11, now we're down to eight. So we'll see. And I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny, because I just had Daryl Ryder's article up, and then I had Mary Kay's as well. Uh, do they have anything at Akron or at the stadium this year? I don't think they do. I don't think they have any feature nights or, or days, which I always thought was kind of cool. I don't you think get, so. get into the stadium and get, a, get to see yeah, them I don't do think a little so. bit more. I don't think so. I wonder why that is. Is that, again, because of the other stuff? I wish I knew. I can't tell you. We've got the Hall of Fame game this year, too. So so. I guess that's their – they'll call that their feature day, but you won't see Deshaun Watson. If you look at – Daryl tweeted out the schedule and the actual what what the team sent out, and it says, like, for the games, it has little symbols for everything, and for not the Jets game, the next game says G1. The Jets game says G0, so preseason game zero. For them, that's interesting. So they don't even call it one through four anymore. They call it one through three with a bonus game. Basically, I would say that yeah. probably replaced your 
orange and brown scrimmage where the family comes and all that. Does uh does Deshaun Watson play in the post preseason? Yeah, he's gonna play. I think I think part of it is because he played so poorly, and because I think they're installing a new offense. I do okay. think he's gonna save play a that bit. one. I don't know. I don't know for a fact. We haven't heard Stefanski. He'll be asked about it a hundred times. The minute the first chance he gets, he's gonna be asked about it. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's tough because had he have played well last year, had he looked like Deshaun Watson, I wonder if it would have been different if he would have been shut down the entire preseason. Hmm. But because the way it ended was so horrific, I wonder if they're like we we can't go out there, especially with this schedule, with this, with these divisional games. We need to get this team ready. Tell me the tale of the imposter. Well, there is a gentleman by the name of Barry. Let's just say Barry Berkman, but that's Barry Badgenath. Barry Badgenath. Who's Barry Badgenath? Who's Barry Badgenath? Uh, there is a. I got to look this guy up now. His name. I'm what's looking for, but he's a legendary name? prankster, Kenny, okay. which I'd never heard of because this was in the 70s. Barry Bremen. Yeah, I heard of him. Okay, I'd never heard of him. And I guess Dick Schapp had chronicled, he had been so taken by this story of prankster, imposter, somebody who would show up at all the biggest events, golf tournaments, uh, football, the Super Bowl, and would show up and then start to show up in disguise. And all of a sudden, he's dressed up at a basketball game like a referee. Yeah. And got chased off by, uh, who was it? Tommy Lasorda got chased off. That's right. I remember that. Oh, it was hilarious. Like, all these guys kind of had fun with it. I remember hearing about it, I And then eventually, like, now you know, in 2023, you can't have this. This is This is a threat. I mean, when Monica Seles is getting stabbed... At a at a at French Open, like you can't allow any breaches of security. You just you just can't. Uh, and so Nancy Kerrigan, why, why, why? Uh, so back then it was hilarious. It, he was on the Tonight Show. He was on Good Morning America. He had appeared on all these various big time programs back in the day because people want to know his story. And that is just, such a hillbilly thing to do. Hold what's on, that? you guys devised a plan to go hit her in the knee with a crowbar. Yeah, I mean just. Can we just recognize that for a second? I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to take it away. And you just see, I know the one guy's passed away now, but my God, Jeff Galuli and the one guy where it's just like, we're going to hit her in the knee with a crowbar. That a and that's going to end goon. it for you. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. They go ahead. drove cross country for it, too. Yes. Drove cross, across the country to find her and hit her in the knee with a crowbar. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, by the way, Bremen also showed up at the Emmy Awards. And when this actress from Hill Street Blues won Best Supporting Actress, he jumped on stage and said, well, it's, uh, we have to apologize. Uh, she is not here to accept this award. I'm here on her behalf. And then she was still getting up as they were going to commercial break. Mm. So, I mean, these are funny bits. These are funny stunts. They're just not something you could do today. Yeah. Uh, so he reached all sorts of fame and notoriety for this. And I'm like, all right, that's 30 for 30, but why is this two hours? Like, we're 35 minutes into this documentary why is this so long? What am I missing? What does this guy do? And then it turns out that a bunch of people in the D- Detroit area were, because he was from Detroit, and he had a family. He had uh, three kids. Okay. One of them had, it wasn't muscular dystrophy. It was cerebral palsy. And that, this will come into play right. on why that's important. And they kept interviewing these people, these kids. His kids had... The graphics underneath their names, because they're like, yeah, that was dad. Dad was a character. 
We thought it was cool, even though he wasn't home all the time. We thought it was cool. He was getting fame. Kids in school were like, oh my God, your dad has met all these celebrities. He's been on The Tonight Show. But underneath their names, it said number number 27, number 15. And I was like, what is going on? And then you have that, oh my God moment, when a bunch of people started doing 23 and Me and tracing back to Barry Bremen, the great imposter. And you realize it's not because of infidelity. It has nothing to do with that. He was a sperm donor. And because in the 70s, the late 70s, it was the wild, wild west, where these doctors at the sperm clinics, they said, well, at most, it can be five. You can produce five offspring. No, they just kept using it. They just kept using it. And turns out, all these years later, and everybody put it together and reached out to Facebook groups, he has like 50 kids. And a lot of them live in the Detroit area. And some of them went to school together. Some of them went to Ferris State together and graduated the same year. And they were all looked like him. I've been to Top Taggart Field. Yeah. You wow. know, they had a good program, a good hockey program. And, yeah. Uh, so you can imagine all the ethical concerns about this. And ha- having these people have no idea what their identity was. They're all adopted. Or they, they had their biological mother, yeah. but not their dad. And eventually, because technology got to a point where you could actually find out who the hell you were from. It wasn't all about secrets. They realized they all were an extended family. And so as the piece goes on, it was this complex thing. First of all, the three biological kids, they're getting letters from strangers saying, we're your brother, we're your sister. And they're like, what do these people want? Why are they coming after us? Thinking they had ill intentions. And now all these years later, they go to family reunions. They all keep in touch. Holy they think geez. there's more out there. They think there might be more than 50. They think there could be like 60 to 70. Whoa. I never saw this documentary, but I watched the Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah, and, and my, my wife saw the Vince Vaughn movie what because Vince I told Vaughn her about movie? it. And she's like, that sounds like the Vince Vaughn movie. What I Vince Vaughn? what it's called. It's called Vince Vaughn Has a Bunch of Kids. <laughs> uh, How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring! 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Um, and I can't remember. It's it, it was one day I still subscribed to traditional HBO. Yeah. So when I get home and there's nothing in my DVR to catch up on, I will just flip over there and watch whatever movie they have on for me. And I watched it one day, and it's it's kind of the same deal. He's going to, I think he's going to get married or something, is the premise. And then he finds out, he fi- one person comes to him and goes, oh, maybe somebody from the, the bank brings him all these records. And he, he starts, like, spying on these kids and, like, checking in on them. And one girl is very depressed and is going to, like, kill herself. And he, like, talks her out of it. And it's his daughter, you know. But she just thinks he's some stranger that showed up. And then turns out there's, like, a thousand of them. And all these people know that they're related. But they don't know who his name is because he used, you know, whatever. Larry 6969 or whatever. Yeah, it is. Dennis 6969. Well, so, the, yeah, the question is, <laughs> Kenny, what do you do with that information if somebody reaches out to you and it's just the start of a huge web is Barry um, still with us? Relatives. No, he had passed away before this had been discovered. Ooh. So he never knew how many there were. Obviously, he knew there were some, but he had never connected with any of them. They hadn't connected with him. What would you do with the information that there are 50 other people that share your DNA, 50% Ooh. of your DNA? What do you do? Do you feel a responsibility to keep in touch with these people? You know, I know there are stepbrothers and stepsisters and... Uh, so and I, they have complicated relationships. I have two older half sisters. They're twins, who my dad has not seen since seventy nine. Right? Holy and cow! And it was it's a whole complicated thing. But anyway, his ex wife. How old are they? They are. I think they're ten years older than okay. me. Okay. So they're you know early fifties. Um. So he like he ended up getting a divorce. Their mom. The whole cheating thing Oops. with his best friend, they left, right? The guy, and I think they knew that the guy they called dad was not their dad, but family through, like, family medical history stuff started coming up. So, like, 10 years ago, no, 15 years ago, they reached out and, like, got with my dad, and they found me on Facebook. And oh, they're like, my hey, God. How do we, like, they actually got to my mom first, who they've never met, right? And my mom, well, I remember we had a picture of him up for a while in the first house I lived in growing up. And then it kind of, as we moved, it kind of went away, right? But my dad still sent money and all that, too. And it went through, like, my aunt made sure that it got to. Because they're from the same, my dad and this woman were from the same little town in Missouri. So, like, there were connections there. But they lived in, that guy was in the Air Force. And they moved all over the world. And my dad... Lived in little mounds, right? And that's where we were. But we had to go through this thing where now I have siblings that I didn't grow up with. That, wow. I, I mean, that is just staggering 
because your whole life as you know it would have been different. Right. Would have been tremendously different if you had these people that, you know, if they're within a few miles, they're going to be either best friends for life right. or, you know, sometimes a burden or whatever, but they're going to be in your life in some capacity. Well, I know, and I remember some of my parents actually went to, I think they're in North Carolina. My parents went there, and one's in North Carolina, one's in Georgia, but they're very, you know, they're twins. They're very close. They actually married brothers, and, like, they both have a bunch of kids, and my parents went there one time, and it was a very great experience, apparently, and then one time, (laughs) when my parents were still in Tulsa, one of them came, and they were there for a conference or something, and then, like, it started, like, hey, what's going on? Hey, can I borrow a couple dollars? Hey, all that, and then it was like, yeah, floodgates are closed. I yeah, think we're still Facebook friends, though. That oh, is the boy. end of that in a hurry. Okay. Yeah, well, but I don't consider them my siblings <laughs> because I never knew them. But that, you know, that that's so, something so interesting about... Well, we're laying our cards. It is, it's that's funny. Incredible. Now, I have to, now I feel like I, I owe it to them to tell that other story. I, it's just, real quick, that's incredible. They, have, they have, like, one of them has a son that's 30 now. So, 10 years younger than me. And we look a lot alike. And when I see him, like, he's nobody to me. We're not Facebook friends, but she will put a picture of him up. And, like, you know, she's showing off her family or whatever. And I'll see him and be like, that guy looks familiar. Oh, that's, we've got shared DNA. Oh, my God. Jeez. I don't know how that would hit psychologically for me. I I, I just, I've always wondered, like, uh I've had some people in my family uh, that, you know, kind of right. been around and been all sorts of different places and it would not have shocked me if by now I would have gotten a letter, registered letter in the mail that was like, hey, I'm your half-brother. Does anybody... But it didn't happen. Right. When someone <laughs> so, opens up like that to you, I mean, that is out- outrageous. Not bad. Like, I'm just like, wow. Right. When anybody opens up to you like that, do you feel an obligation to tell them something about you in the same realm? Oh, Because yeah. now I feel obliged to tell Owen... No, I know Owen, what you mean. Like, cause like on my mom's side of the family, there are people going, cause my mom has three sisters and a brother. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And they swear there's, there's another or two more. They all swear. Someone came to the house years ago and they got rushed out of the house. The whole thing. Uh, I mean, this was in the seventies too. Right. And I told you my, uh, my, um, mother's father was not a good guy. And uh, it's always been like a thing and like a big like, oh, there's others out there. And now it's like, oh, just because Owen told me that story, I'm just like, my story's nowhere near as good as you. But because you <laughs> laid all those cards out of the table, I'm like, I owe you something. Here you go. I mean, I have a cousin. Wow. I have a cousin who I don't think his oldest daughter knows he's not the biological father. And it's she's 25. And I remember coming home. It was a weird moment in time in high school where my cousin lived with my aunt, like right next door to the high school, like the first house by the high school. And I was going through, we like I had weight room at 530 in the morning. So weight room and then I had a practice and all that. So you got to be at school crazy early. So I would go and sleep there at night just for this like three month period. I had a key to the house. I came home one day and there's a woman sitting there with a baby. <laughs> That is not my cousin who was married at the time's wife. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, then, like, a year later, he's now married to her, and they've got a kid, and 
Oh my god. Okay. What happened? That's why Owen, when he was 17 and a half, said, We got to get out of this town. You got to get out of mounds. There were other. There were other I'll eat you alive, boy. There were other, damn. Other alternatives that seemed a little bit better. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, some crazy stuff. Lonnie, you got to share anything there? Or are we no, you just well, going to let us I'm, tell our tales? I'm still waiting for my registered letter. I've been waiting for that registered letter for a while now. <laughs> you knew about some you, of the some of the habits of well, relatives. Just, yeah. Just from the little tidbits that you've let me in on on your you know, your childhood and some of your family, it wouldn't be surprising that I could weave a story together of, you know, maybe there is another there's an it Adam would, Lima yeah, out there. It wouldn't, yeah. but, but it then, really wouldn't be that surprising. But it really wouldn't be that surprising. But then I can't get past what you said, which is, man, that 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 kid looked like me. Yeah, I can't believe in this story, this this thirty for thirty, all these dudes were pretty successful. They all looked the same, and that I can't escape from. I mean, it shouldn't matter what they look like, but if you saw somebody who had your profile, your hair, your nose, well, you your, probably and they're half brothers. If they're going to the same school and maybe they've you know just passed by and go, that guy looks kind of like me, like. Or maybe they've got a mutual right, friend right. or yeah. acquaintance that goes, man, you look like Ted. And and unfortunately, also, and I... Ted 69, I bring, 69, that Ted 69, 69, 69. 69. The, the issue of the contamination of the local gene pool right. is something where it is totally unethical that two siblings could get together Did, and marry each other and have kids. Yeah, like, this is terrible. so irresponsible. Well, I saw that. And one more thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The fact that that third son has... Cerebral palsy. Yeah. What do you owe? What do these yeah. doctors owe in terms of information and I to the people, to the parents? Is there a class action lawsuit on this? Oh stuff? yeah. It's well, they I they've s- limit. They have huge regulations on this now. I saw a, doubt. a documentary on uh, Netflix about a doctor who was doing that, and like there was a bunch of children, and they were trying to go after the doctor, but there were no like laws on the book about that sort of thing. Did you ever think? Of that thing back in, don't tell anybody what I sent you. Um, oh, I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you. I'm sure AA will too. Um, did you ever think of doing that in college? No. I, you know what? That was. Did not, you ever donate plasma or anything? No. We saw the signs for those. I never really paid attention to the I did the plasma. Donors. I did the plasma. How much I did get you get 40, paid? I can get $40 in beer money. Yeah, but the first time you go, I only went once. Yeah. And they're like, you're in and out in 20 minutes. It took like three hours. Why? And I get to a point where it's like, all right, I'm going to get this. Because you get to a point of no return. Yeah, you're there. So I'm like, I'm I'm going to walk out of here with cash. I was so, like I was yeah. like 20. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm doing it. What Let's do it. What were they paying for sperm? No. No. no I plasma. Know. I know. But what, what are they paying I, for sperm? I don't know. Is there more money? I didn't know if there I, I mean, I've look, never seen You know, part of, of it is there are people that can't have kids. This is, this is, this is a very important thing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not this podcast to talk about, which is unfortunately there are many people that have not been blessed with the ability to have children, right. and it's agonizing for them. It tears apart yeah. relationships. And it's very sad. We've all people had friends, start blaming each other. Yeah, of that's course, bad. we all have friends who have been through it. I've had uh, a few different friends of Sarah's that adopted and then got pregnant on their own. No, so what a crazy blessing that is. Like that's amazing. Uh, in fact, that's probably the way to do it. Like that's the way you'd want it to happen if you'd want the story. The story would be great. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and emotional and all that. So donating sperm and by any means necessary and helping other families or or anybody, 
you know, get what they want and, and get what they feel like has been denied to them, that's huge. But Is then it- you have this clinic where you have one guy responsible. I don't think that Barry guy would want 50 kids running around with his DNA. I don't think that was his intention. Is it bad? I'm being honest. I'm not doing. I'm not trying to be lurid or anything here. Like, say you're about to go get the procedure done. Yeah. To um, and a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. Is it bad to offer it to others? I'm being honest. Is it bad to offer vasectomies? It? No, <laughs> I don't to know how offer, to do that, Kenny. What you I'll have try to if others? You really want me to to offer what you have for others? Mm, I've never thought no. about this. I there's a story that we know of someone that I would love in the to room get with into. you. Yeah, well, that used to be over there that you had talked about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, and the reason that they talked about it is because they they knew it was they knew it worked. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then I went, boy, I don't I don't know if that's going to go How over well. Weird would that but be, they were perfectly though? fine talking about it. I was fine with it because I have a very close relationship with them. So I thought it would be perfect, and I still to this day have a very close relationship. Well, they didn't stay together, actually, but I have a very close relationship with one of them and their new significant other. Prior. Yeah. And uh, if they, I would, obviously, it would just, to me, it would be normal. And we talked about it. Boy, I'm probably giving a little bit too much here, but you know what the hell? Well, we're not um, streaming right now anyway. Yeah, we're leaving it all. We're playing. We're putting all the cards this out there. This is the one. This and, is the secret show. And because it was like, it was like, well, like we know everything is always working in working order. Like that. That was a blessing. I have no problem with that. Now I know that's it takes two to tango in that case. So just because you know that has been always strong doesn't mean the other side would be strong. I understand that. But it was, yeah, that was a conversation. That was a hell of a conversation that we had with the people that we we're not going to mention. Isn't there something to that when you had that conversation, though, that you're like, I can't believe that I am on the level with another human being that I'm not involved with physically, that there we was, could just be this open and talk there about was, um There was, but it was also... It was also if they if they ever decided it because I mean there's there's definitely it was because it was a peace of mind of knowing exactly where it comes from if that makes any sense to them. This is some deep stuff we're yeah. getting into here, guys. Like there was like like you can go to a clinic and they could sit there and say, yeah, we got this, this, and this. But they were afraid, like, we're never going to know, truly. And it, for them, they're like, we know exactly who it is. And then In I, the end, you're trusting, yeah. you're trusting strangers yeah. to do the right thing and to do what they said they were going to do. Right. Yeah. It's an and, element of trust. And for us... But then some will say, does it matter? Does it even matter if your DNA is out there, a bunch of people, and you never meet them? Does it even matter? How does your life change? I don't know. It would probably be like I have a fourth child. Yeah. If if they would have decided because at the time we didn't have we didn't have our third, mm-hmm. and we were we were like fine. And then I told you I went to that wedding and I went, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have a daughter? And then we had another boy, which is yeah, great, whatever. I show you pictures of Izzy every day. That's not the same. I mean, that look of determination when she climbed the island. And then she cries, and then your wife gets mad at you because you cry in her face, which I do all the time. Is that a bad thing to do, Owen? 
Oh, I love it. No, she's got to learn sometime. To match their cries with your cries. Yeah. Hey, but just think about that Easter egg hunt next year. I got excited it's about that. That lawn, that lawn is all that set up for so a very awesome. robust Easter egg hunt. One for the ages, and it is on. Coming up, Easter, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.